0: now tuned into the mind shift stick around and join me and get all of the inside tips and tools we need to help tackle your fears and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life Each MindShift episode is designed to give you the tools, ideas, and inspiration you need to take action in your life and shift your mind. I promise to make sure we have some fun along the way. You can't take life too seriously, so it's time to fall in love with the process and take back control with the MindShift. We're going to have inspirational guests along the way to help give us that extra motivation we need to get out of our funk and blast us even further into our journey. Stop waiting until you're happy and go out and earn it. Let's prepare to activate our mind shifts. Tuned in to another episode of the mind shift. It is yours truly, Erica R. Dawkins. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. It's season two, it's 2018. We wrapped up 2017 pretty strong. So if you're anything like me, 2017 was all right, but you're ready for 2018 just so we can make sure that we're accomplishing all of our goals. So we took a little break, but we're right back at it. And I'm excited about everything that we've got going on this season. We've got a Whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Last season we really focused on mental health, but this year we're going to jump into a little bit deeper with current events and topics. We're going to talk a lot about life and personal development and success, inspiration, just making sure that we're accomplishing and absorbing all of the things that we need to push ourselves a little harder and make sure that we kill 2018. So we always talk about self-care. We're still going to talk about that, but we're going to incorporate it into action rather than this, like this is what we should be doing. We're going to make sure that we're actually doing it this year. I know at the beginning of the year, we always say new year, new me. I'm one of those people. I'm not going to post it, but I definitely was thinking it because I really rolled up into the gym at the beginning of the year. Like I've been there all year. So the people who are in the gym all year, I'm sorry. We're in the way, but we'll probably be there a little bit longer and then we're going to slide on out. Myself, I'm going to try to hang in there. I've got some trips coming up, so you know you got to keep it tight. Um, But this year, we're going to look forward to a lot of things going on in the world of mental health and self-development. Just make sure that we're running head on into 2018 and that we're accomplishing every single thing that we want to accomplish and taking every single thing that is ours. So this year, this week, I'm sorry, we're going to talk about New Year, New Me, things that we want to incorporate into the new year. We're going to talk about what's going to happen at the Grammys next week. If you've been paying attention, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's always, always award season. And this year, people have been using the awards to really push some of the things that they're fighting for. If you paid attention earlier this year when they had the Golden Globes, they pushed the Me Too campaign so this year the grammys some of the artists have got a little something on the mental health side so we're going to talk about that a little bit and then with it being the beginning of the year we want to set a self-care plan for ourselves so we're going to talk about like what is a self-care plan and then setting our self-care plan for 2018 all right let's do it I mentioned earlier that the Grammys was going to use its platform to put out information about mental mental health and suicide. If you listened to the MindShift last season, I talked a lot about an artist by the name of Logic. I probably mentioned him two or three times last season just because of one song. Um, it was basically a suicide prevention anthem, and it was entitled 1-800-273-8255. And he performed it at the VMAs last year, and he took the stage with suicide survivors and this was just last summer so during the grammys next week he alicia cara and kali are going to perform with suicide attempt and lost survivors at the grammys so basically they're going to use that world stage to make a positive statement again about the importance of mental health we hear about it a lot and we know in different communities it's sh- it's shunned a little bit more than others so i think it's important when off when artists stand up and say, hey, I've had these feelings. This is what's been going on with me. So they're gonna perform at the 2018 Grammys and they're basically gonna be joined by suicide attempt and lost survivors that were selected by the National Suicide Lifeline. So if you remember me talking about it last year, because of his song and that performance alone, the suicide hotline increased by 50% last year, which means more and more people were calling in to talk about the feelings they were having, which means more lives were probably saved. So if you're already going to watch the Grammys next week, make sure that you are watching for that because it is monumental in putting mental health on the, On the main stage, we don't see it a lot. We talk about it. We mumble about it, but we don't really step out and do anything about it. So anytime anytime, anything like this is going to happen, you're definitely going to hear it from me because I get excited because I preach it all day. And I think it's more and more important that more and more people speak out about it. So make sure if you haven't downloaded the song, go ahead and download it. The more plays it gets, the more people are going to hear it and the more ears that need to hear it are going to get it. So I'm really excited to see that performance, of course, among many others next week. I know my girl Cardi is going to be there. So I'm excited to see that. Make sure you tune in and make sure that you are cheering just like I am when they take the stage and perform one 800 So when the new year rolls around, we always like to think of new things that we can do in our lives to make it a little bit different than it was last year. So with the phrase new year, new me, people always say it and it's a little cliche now because it's like, okay, every year, is it really a new year, new you? And most of the time it's not like we start off really great. And then around the 15th and right at the beginning of February, we start to fall off from some of those goals. So one of the things that's really important that we move forward into the new year with is the way that you treat yourself. So you know that I love to preach self-care. If you don't already know by now, like we've heard it a million times what self-care is, right? So basically it's making sure that you set and prioritize some time that you actually consider me time. And it's much more than stocking up on scented candles and Uh, Bath bombs and things of that nature Like those are some of my favorite things But it's way 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 Deeper than that and it's It can be I mean of course it always includes Those things but it doesn't Mean it's those things alone So taking bubble Baths are great But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's helping you tackle, like it may be a current distraction from what's going on, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's taking away from the things that may be stressing you out and actually giving you the opportunity to invest in yourself a little bit more. So last year, I learned a lot. I always preached self-care, but I wasn't always the best person in setting that time aside for myself. So, you know, as moms and dads, of course, sisters, friends, daughters, you know, we work. So we've got all of these other things going on in our life that sometimes our needs fall to the wayside. So in order to make sure that everyone is taken care of, sometimes we really forget how important it is to take care of ourselves. So at the end of the day, we could end up frazzled. And it's like, the last thing I really want to do is another thing that it takes Energy for me. So sometimes you have to really schedule that self care in to make sure that you're actually getting the things that you need for yourself versus pulling your hair out to make sure that everyone else is satisfied at the same time. So while it could be luxurious things like bath bombs and hour long massages, it's a little bit, we need to think a little and dig a little bit deeper than that. So with that being said, I think it's important for you to set your self-care plan. So I want to help you out with that a little bit. So basically, a self-care plan can help you enhance your health and well-being. It helps you manage your stress. It helps you remain professional professional at work. Because you know sometimes when you get stressed out, especially if work is the reason for your stress the last thing you want to do is come to work and really be nice to people so we want to make sure that we're managing it enough so that we can remain professional at work so then we've got to learn and identify activities and practices and things like that that help us sustain a positive self-care in the long term so while it may be good like oh yeah girl tonight i'm gonna take a bath and i'm gonna feel good that's not a long-term self-care goal so we want to take it a little deeper Because self-care is a personal thing, everyone's approach of course is gonna be different. So what I do may be completely different from what you wanna do. And it relates to what you do at work, outside of work, um, just your well-being as a whole so that you can meet your personal and professional commitments. So we're gonna dig a little bit deeper into what those things are. So just to give you an idea of examples of the different places where self-help is, well self-care is necessary, it could be whether your workplace, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and within our relationships. And I think a lot of time we think, oh, it's just for my you know, mental state. But if your mental isn't right, then it's really hard to keep your physical things together. It's really hard to keep your work in order. It's really hard to keep your relationships intact. So we want to make sure that we're attacking all of those things. So we're going to break them down one by one. With our workplace and our professional self-care, that basically means activities that will help you work consistently and remain professional at the same time, at the same level that's expected of you. So, for example, if you engage in regular supervision from a more experienced colleague, someone who can help you stay engaged and help make sure that you're getting where you need to be at work. Then you could set up a peer support group. You can be more strict with your boundaries between clients or if you're a teacher with students and staff. Read professional journals. I always, you know, I'm a huge proponent for journaling. I write all the time. So sometimes reading professional journals that help you learn a little bit more about your career those types of things are awesome when it comes to like making sure that you're taking care of yourself professionally. And then also attend professional development programs. Go to conferences. I love to go to a work conference, especially fun ones. Now, you know, you don't want to sit in the ones where someone's legit talking to you for three hours, but there are really good ones that can help help you get that energy back to be more excited about your job. So once we tackle that, then we can look a little bit more into like physical self-care. So those would be activities that help you stay fit and healthy and have enough energy to get you through the workday and your personal commitment. So I said earlier, I'm back in the gym. So while I'm going to try as hard as I can to make sure that I'm staying in the gym, those are one of the things that help you take care of your physical self-care. So whether that is, that could even include something as simple as a regular sleep routine. I'm really good about getting in the bed. Like I'm an old lady now, like about 9.30 and 10 o'clock, it's a wrap. <laughs> I'm getting in the bed. Um, Aiming for a healthy diet. Sometimes what you eat can make you feel sluggish. So you want to think about those types of things for physical self-care. Taking lunch breaks. I have a bad habit of sitting at my desk during my lunch and eating. But sometimes you got to get up and get out of that office and go somewhere. Walk around in the mall. Target is my favorite lunch place. So that's a really good thing to do as well. Go for a walk. Go home and take your dog out. Use your sick leave. (laughs) Now, that is one thing that I never have a problem doing. I don't have a problem taking off. If it's needed, I'm out of there. And then get some exercise before and after work regularly. Those are all things that when it comes to our physical self-care, that really keeps us in check and make sure that we're taking care of our bodies. So we've talked about personal and workplace, professional and workplace. We've talked about how to get our body right. So now let's talk about our minds. So with psychological self-care, those are basically activities that help you feel clear-headed so that you can engage in professional challenges that happen at work and make sure that you're you know, interacting with people on a daily basis correctly as well. So that could be keeping a reflective journal. I'm going to throw a little shout out in there. If you don't have it already, order my book, 52 Weeks of Self-Reflection. That is the perfect reflective journal to help you keep it moving and make sure that you're getting those things out. If you have a hard time coming up with topics, that book is perfect because it has the prompts in there for you. Um, seek and engage in external supervision from someone other than a colleague. If you have a friend that is, has very constructive criticism for you, seek out that friend. They can tell you when you're acting a little off. And then sometimes turning off your work phone or your email, making sure you have time for relaxation and engaging in positive activities with your friends and family. You know, around the holidays, it's sometimes it's like, oh Lord, now I got to go hang out with my mom on my husband's side of the family. I've got to go do this. And it feels draining for you. That may not necessarily be engaging in positive friends and family. So sometimes you may need to take a trip with those people who bring you the best energy and focus on that. Now, let's move on to emotional self-care. Allowing yourself to safely experience a range of emotions. So some of us like to try to dumb things down sometimes and only allow ourselves to feel sadness, but then we shy away from the things that make us happy. And I never really understand why that is. So to help us make sure that we're having healthy relationships with people, it's important to develop friendships with people that are supportive. You don't always want the friends that are negative, and you also want to have friends that can boost you up as well. So you, it's cool to have those good friends that you've had forever and ever, but then it's really important that have to have friends that are willing to push you. If your friends aren't pushing you, then you may need to bring some more people around you who can. And then another way to help you emotionally is write three things down that you did good that day. I do that on a regular basis. Like I I accomplished this, this, and this. So on a day that I feel crappy, I can write those things down and that'll make me feel a little bit better. And then I can come home and play a sport, um, have a drink with someone, go to the movies, um, meet with a mom's group or a social group, or talk to your friends about how they're coping with what they've got going on and just kind of exchange ideas Those things are all really, really, really good ways to make sure that you're taking care of yourself emotionally. And then we always have spiritual self-care. Sometimes there's an argument about what spiritual really means. So basically that means you're having a sense of perspective beyond the day-to-day life. Like what does your spirit feel like? So in order to take care of that, you've got to engage in reflective practices like meditation, Think back on what you experienced that day, how you feel physically. Go for a walk, go to church, mosque, your temple, whatever it is that you practice. Go there and reflect on what's going on with you. Do yoga. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love yoga. It definitely gives me that opportunity to meditate and clear out everything else that I may have going on in my mind and completely push it out and focus on the moment that I'm in right there. And then last but not least, we wanna make sure that we're focusing on our relationship self-care. And that doesn't necessarily mean relationships with a significant other. It could be friends, friendly relationships. And it's about maintaining healthy and supportive relationships as well. And ensuring that it's not just a take-take relationship, but making sure that you're giving as well. So one of those things is just prioritizing your relationship in your life. And that could be partners, family, children, Go to special events with those people. Arrive to work and leave every day on time so that you actually are fulfilling the commitments that you've made to them. Those types of things help you keep balance and make sure that it doesn't add any extra stress in your life because now those people feel like you haven't really invested the time that you should into them. So we've covered relationships, self-care, spiritual, emotional psychological, physical, and working and professional. So we already know the types of things that we can do to help support those. Now, while one may work better for you than the other, it's important that you kind of play with each of them to make sure that you're figuring out which one works best for you. I've had a chance to sit down. A lot of the ones that work best for me is just clear conversation and writing. If there's an issue, talk it out, whether it be at work or within your relationships and your family. If you can't talk it out, write it out. And a good thing about writing it out and is if it's something that's stressing you out, write it out and throw it in the trash or burn it and then let it go out of your mind the second you do that. So once you've had the chance to sit down and create your self-care plan, it's important to ask yourself like, what types of things are gonna get in the way of this? Are there gonna be any barriers that can get in the way? And if you can, can you remove those barriers? If if there are barriers that you're not going to be able to move, you might want to address your strategies. So you may want to find something else that's more logical for you to use if that one's definitely not going to work. So you have to think honestly about whether any of the strategies are negative and how you can adjust your plan to avoid or minimize whatever negative impact they may have. So it can be challenging if your workplace is not supportive of self-care activities. You may not be able to sit there and and have a nice meditation because somebody might roll by and try to figure out what the heck you're doing. But you can still do things outside of work to help yourself. And it's important that you plan and that your plan resonates with you and that you actually are going to start putting that plan into action. So now is the perfect time to make that happen. We're just 21 days We are 25 days. I am all off. 25 days into 2018. So we want to make sure that we're implementing the things that we need so that we can kill 2018. I see a lot of people complaining 2017 was a struggle. Well, don't come into 2018 with that same energy. Let that go. We're moving on. It's 2018 now. We're not even going to worry about the things that happened in 2017. So let's implement this self-care plan, figure out what we need to do, and make it happen. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the MindShift Podcast.